This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. I'd like to thank Gershon Brothman for filling in for me at Shal Shuddis. The only sad part is I won't be able to hear his Torah and gain so much from what he has to share with everyone else. Uh, this week's parasha, parasha's Achimais and Kedoshim, one of the main themes that is found in parasha's Achimais is the idea of Yom Kippur. What, what, what takes place on Yom Kippur, what used to take place in the Beis HaMikdash. And for most of us, this time of the year, we're not thinking, we're not focusing about Yom Kippur. But nonetheless, there is so much for us to learn for all year long from what took place on Yom Kippur in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. One of the, I, one of the things that took place in the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Kippur was that one of the goats was, lit, was taken from Yerushalayim to be thrown over the cliff known as the Sarila Azazel. This goat was taken by a special person. His name, Biyad Ish Iti, the Torah tells us. It was taken by a certain man and was walked to ten different booths. The Gemara tells us in Meseches Yuma they were called the Yakiri Yerushalayim. The prestige of Yerushalayim used to walk with this man the distance from, to the first booth. Why? So he shouldn't be alone when he walks by himself on Yom Kippur. So the obvious question one has to ask is, why are they called Yakiri? Yakiri is a term that sounds like something special, something treasured. Some, what's so special about these people? What do we know about these people that were on Yom Kippur, took a walk? So to say, took a walk on Yom Kippur. What makes them so unique that they get the turtle Yakiri? And the answer is that these Yidin made a conscious decision. They weren't looking for a break on Yom Kippur. They weren't looking for a Shpatzir. They made a decision. They said, you know, there's a man, he's chosen, his job is to walk this animal for Kala Yisrael. I don't want him to be alone. I don't want him to have to walk by himself on Yom Kippur. It's a very lonely experience. I'm willing to give up my Yom Kippur so he could not feel alone. And this meant these Jews would miss out on watching what took place in the base of Megdash by being amazed, by being inspired of all the different avoiders that happened in Kippur. And these Yidin made a conscious decision. They said, no, it's not about us right now. But I'm worried about that Yid, that Jew, who's going to have to walk by himself and feel lonely. That Jew is what I'm thinking about. That Jew, who's who I want to be part of. And for that reason, they get such a beautiful, glowing title, Yakiri. When someone thinks about someone else, and not themselves first, the Torah considers them precious, valuable. We don't know anything else about these people. We don't know how much they learned. We don't know anything else, how long Dishman Esri was. We know one thing, that they made a conscious decision to put someone else before them. They decided that it's more important that this fellow not walk alone than for them to get inspired in whatever way they'll be inspired. And perhaps that's the connection from Parshas Achrimais to Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Achrimais to Kedoshim seems so not connected. Achrimais talks about the Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash. It talks about Yom Kippur. And then we switch over, we turn the page. Kedoshim, it's all about being holy. What is the connection? The answer is, explains Rabbi Shimon Shkub, Kedoshim to you and the Torah demands of us to be holy. You know what holiness means? It means don't only think about yourself. Think about others. Be selfless instead of selfish. That's what Kedoshim Teo means. That's how one fulfills Kedoshim. When you think and you say, I know there's a person who's alone. I know there's a person who's by himself. Let me go join him. Let me go be with him. 
That is the definition of Kedoshim. That's the Yakiri Yerushalayim. That's those Jews taught us when they gave up their Yom Kippur to go be with another Jew. It means they're saying to them they value someone else. They don't want that person to be alone. But I want to add something. It's not just going to be with someone. It's going to be at a time where you should be thinking about yourself. If ever a time for a person to be self-absorbed, it's in Kippur. Whenever a time a person should say, I need my inspiration, I need to grow, I need. These Yakiri, these precious, precious Jews said, you know what, yes, I would like to be inspired by watching the Beis HaMikdash and watching all that takes place. But it's not about me, even at a time when it should be about me. That, to me, makes someone a Yakir. When you say to yourself, yes, I should be focused on myself, but I'm willing to think about others and put their needs in front of mine. We saw pictures that was posted on you know, Yeshiva World and other places of this past Pesach. There was a terrible ice storm in Montreal on Erev Pesach. And they were hoping that eventually the power would go back on, but it did not so quickly, and the Yidin in Montreal were suffering. You could see pictures of Yidin and Muncie in their kittles going down to Chaverim headquarters and helping them get generators sent out to Montreal. And it hit me. Leo Pesach, that is a time where you want to be focused on yourself, your family. How much time and effort did you put into the Seder? And they're wearing their kittel already. They said, no, we're going to go help Clyde. So, And they never knew these Yidin. Yidin in Montreal, they never met, they never knew. They decided, no, we want to put them first. I'll share with you an amazing story. And I know it's accurate. I heard this from my Chavrusa, I heard it from my Rebbe directly. It's about my Rosh Hashiva, Rebzal Gepstein. Rebzal Gepstein Zatzal was very involved with a family who, as, he, as my Rebbe pointed out, was not exactly the same level of frumkat as he was. But he was very involved with a family of three children, husband and wife. And the husband was a Holocaust survivor and they were living in Williamsburg. And the husband struggled with the horrors of the Holocaust to the point where ultimately... He took his life, he couldn't continue living. So now this is Almona with her children. And Abzel was very involved with them. He helped, he was metapel. He did what he could do to help. And sadly, one year, right before Yom Kippur, one of the children were nifter. And the child was nifter so close to Yom Kippur that they didn't have a chance to bury the child. And Abzel was involved with the family till Erev Yom Kippur, till it was time to get ready for Yom Kippur. And then he went home back to his home in Williamsburg to get ready for the Yom Adin, to get ready for Yom Kippur. As he's sitting in shul, Kol Nidre, Abzalik said, he thought to himself, maybe, maybe this family needs me now. Maybe the mother has been through so much after losing a husband, losing a child, who knows what she'll do next. Maybe I should go be with this family tonight. To my Lel Yom Kippur, the one night where everyone is focused on themselves. And Abzalik said he wasn't sure, he went to speak to Yaakov Kamenetsky. And he asked Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky even gave him the money to take the bus. It was not a walking distance, it was extremely far. And Rabbi Yaakov showed him where there was money pointed, and he said, take this money and take the bus, and kachave. Rabbi took the bus that night, on Leil Yom Kippur, taking the bus. And he spent Yom Kippur there, comforting this family. This is what it means at a time when you should be self-absorbed, Yom Kippur night, leave me alone, it's about me tonight. He's the, this is what Yakira Yerushalayim did. He said to himself, no, there's a family that needs me more. And my Rebbe told over that years later he met one of these children from this family. And the children told him that they didn't know what was going to happen. As they went into that Yom Kippur, no one knew what was going to happen. 
And the moment Reb Zelig went through the door, he came through the door, everyone was comforted. This is what it means to think about someone else. This is what the Torah demands of us, Kedoshim, to you. Think of others. Be sensitive to others. Ask ourselves, how can we help someone else? Even at a time where we want to be focused on ourselves. And that's how we fulfill Kedoshim to you. And that's how we can be Misaki. That's how we can fix the issues of Ben Adam L'chaveri that we have during this time to be Misakin, the students of Rabbi Akiva. And by doing that, by showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look, I'm not thinking about me, I'm thinking about your children, even at a time when I should be thinking about myself. As the greatest way of bringing Klai Yisrael together. Mr. Hashem, by doing so, by going out of our comfort zone, we should be Zeicha, to see the arrival of Mashiach. Because Hashem sees, we're unified, we're one. We should be Zeicha to together as one. Greet Mashiach ben Herbi Amenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.